Hi, welcome to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. Well, folks, today we're going to be taking a trip down memory lane, as we usually do. But this time, we'll be stopping at the intersection of Burbank and St. George's Avenue. Huh? Yes, that's right. St. George's Avenue in the small town of Linden, New Jersey, where I grew up. That's a real location. But Burbank? For all you loyal listeners who are paying close attention to this podcast, you're probably thinking to yourself, Burbank? Seriously? There's no street by that name in Linden. And you're absolutely correct. It's a semi-fictitious place that's actually been indelibly etched into our memory and our imagination through the magic of television. You see, friends, if you were watching TV in the late 1960s, you may remember a show that aired Monday nights on NBC that usually included announcer Gary Owens introducing the wacky goings-on with a spiel that went something like this. And now, direct from the recovery room of the beautiful Uptown Burbank Hospital here in beautiful downtown Burbank, NBC presents Rowan and Laugh-In's Martin. The show, of course, was Laugh-In, starring Dan Rowan and Dick Martin. For all intents and purposes, it was set in the town of Burbank, California, which is where a number of the major networks and media companies all have their operations. Most notably, the production studios for both Laugh-In and The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And for some reason, both shows just love to poke fun at beautiful downtown Burbank. So let's back up a little bit. How did Burbank, California on the West Coast have any sort of connection with Linden, New Jersey, on the East Coast? Well, the truth is, they didn't. I'm simply stretching reality here, folks, to help tell the story. You see, around the time that I was in my last few years of high school, Laughing premiered on NBC to a very enthusiastic reception. People were so wild about it that it became an instant cult favorite, with millions of viewers tuning in every Monday night, and my classmates at Linden High School were no exception. So it seemed like every Tuesday morning, in between classes, we'd all gather to discuss the latest jokes, skits, and comedy sketches we'd seen the night before and laugh in. There were even some of us who loved to imitate the various performers, such as Artie Johnson's Dirty Old Man, or his Nazi soldier hiding in the bushes. Very interesting, but schmoozy. One of my female classmates was so taken by the role of Judy Carn, the Sakatumi girl, that this phrase became a regular part of her conversation. <laughs> it's Sakatumi time. Let us not forget Tiny Tim, whose oddball rendition of Tiptoe Through the Tulips achieved instant, long-lasting notoriety simply because of how outrageously awful it was. Well, gang, it turns out that around the same time that Laugh-In had captured the imagination of the entire country, back in old Linden High School, I was doing a little bit of cartooning in my spare time. And one day, I had the brilliant idea of taking Laugh-In and turning it into a local media sensation. In other words, I'd use the familiar gags, format, and generally insane goings-on of the original NBC program and translate them to the everyday silliness that we experience in our own high school classes. So instead of having Dan Rohn and Dick Martin doing one-liners, introductions, and other assorted comedic bits, 
I drew caricatures of some of our most popular teachers and had them delivering many of the same catchphrases and jokes that we saw on TV every Monday night. I started out with the famous joke wall, and things just took off from there. Each week I'd come up with another page or two of Lyndon High laughing cartoons, until finally I wound up with something like 27 pages of artwork, lampooning our teachers, our fellow students, and the school administration, of course. Whoa! Initially, when my classmates discovered what I was doing, I couldn't crank out the pages fast enough. They'd usually pass around the individual artwork when the teachers weren't looking, which seemed to work for a little while until the teachers finally caught on. It seems that after a short time, all the snickering and muffled laughter just couldn't be ignored anymore. Luckily, I didn't wind up in any serious trouble for my mischief-making, and many of the teachers just took it in stride as good, clean fun even if they were often the subjects of my satire. Hey! We had takeoffs on the original Laugh-In Looks at the News, featuring a few of the more well-known English teachers doing the song and dance routine. We had jabs at the physical education program, foreign language classes, driver education, and one whole page devoted to the school cafeteria, introducing something called the chop meat cycle showing exactly how the cafeteria staff, over the course of a week, managed to recycle all the menu items so that Friday's meal was often a rehash of what came before, with the result being mystery, mystery stew. Ew. To keep the gags going, I even had to rely on some fellow classmates who were in different grades or sections who supplied me with the overused phrases and cliches that their own teachers employed day in and day out which I had no way of knowing since I wasn't in any of their classes. So after a while, as a sort of secret underground movement, this whole Linden High Laughing thing began building and building and building some more, getting more popular each day, to my great surprise and satisfaction. Well, as the year went on, and as we were slowly approaching the end of times, <laughs> that is, the month of June, when graduation was scheduled, a few other students were trying to brainstorm ideas for how to go out on a high note. They envisioned having one last school assembly so that we could all go out with a bang. And wouldn't you know it, the concept they came up with was turning my little cartoon series into a real-life stage show, which would be called The Senior Follies. Cool! Naturally, I was invited to join the ensemble of co-conspirators so that I could help bring some of the same humor and zaniness to this not-ready-for-prime-time production. And action! As both a writer and a comedic actor, I contributed to a number of the skits. Probably one of the most memorable pieces for me was when I took to the podium and started delivering a nonsense speech that incorporated every possible cliche and favorite saying that we'd heard our teachers use over the course of several years. Now bear in mind that in a large high school like ours, we didn't all have the same teachers. So not every student would be privy to all these very unique phrases. Chances were very good that a saying that Mr. Jones liked to use would go right over the heads of students who were in Mrs. Smith's class, for example. And that's exactly what happened during the speech. In this very large auditorium, we were all sitting in our usual assigned sections. And every time I used a particular cliche, like, 
class, I have a sneaking suspicion. You'd hear one small part of the audience begin snickering and tittering. Then on to the next line of the speech. My good man, geometry is simple child's play. And a whole different part of the room responded. And so on and so on, until it finally dawned on everyone what was going on. And at that point, the laughter got louder and louder as the entire audience caught on to the whole point of the speech. <laughs> well, as it turned out, when all was said and done, our modest little production got rave reviews. The Senior Follies was a big hit, and one that we are all proud to call our own. We really did go out with a bang that year. Yeah! Coincidentally, the Linden High Class of 1970 will be having a big class reunion this year at the end of August. For entertainment, someone had suggested that we bring back some of those skits from the Senior Follies. But to be honest, as I mentioned to one of my former classmates, something like my cliché speech would no longer be possible. Number one, in the many years since high school, my original script had long since vanished. It was truly gone with the wind. And number two, even if I did still have that master list of teacher cliches, I really can't remember anymore the particular vocal nuances or the speaking styles of many of our old teachers. Those are all long forgotten and relegated to the dustbin of high school history. Speaking of dustbins and dust, I suppose we could close out today's podcast episode with that old saying, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. But I think that's a little too depressing. I'd rather go out on a high note in the spirit of the original laugh-in. So let's just end the story with a line that I saw on social media the other day. You come from dust, and you will return to dust. That's why I never dust. It could be someone I know. You've been listening to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm Tom Nielsen. See you next time. Hi, this is Tom Nielsen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're invited to hear more of our episodes at A Look Behind and Rewind. And feel free to share our link with friends, family, and others, as well as following us on buzzsprout.com, Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.